there's this scene in M. Night Shyamalan's film The Happening where this group is trying to outrun this natural disaster and they run across this seemingly abandoned farm. It ends up being inhabited by this old woman and she tells them to get off their property, her property. They say, you don't understand, there's something happening out here. And she says, I don't care, I don't want to know anything that's out there you brought with you. I've always envied that woman and her ability to be completely disconnected from the insanity of the world. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. Welcome to Nine Cents. Nine Cents is a satanic perspective of our modern world. I'm your host, Reverend Campbell. It is great to have you, and thank you for joining me early. I know it's early. I got shit to do today. So we're going to have to do a shotgun show, as it were. All right. Uh, it is May 31st. As of today, we have 6,225,752 worldwide cases of COVID-19 with 372,735 deaths. And I still got a great show for you. That's right. And the devil's advocate, we're going to be talking about whether a Satanist should riot ever at all in the infernal informant. Unexplained phenomena keeps suggesting the universe isn't what we thought. And Salt Lake City is under curfew as rally to protest death of George Floyd turns violent. Governor Herbert activates National Guard. And in the creature feature, I'm talking about the Highland Games that I can't actually go to, which is why this is an early show, because I got a friend over and we're going to do a mock Highland Games here together. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. Cameron and I. It'll be good. Good times. <laughs> I'm not kidding, man. I envy anyone who can get out of the know. I, we, before this virus hit, I would listen to NPR Every single workday, I would check news.google.com, which syndicates news from every outlet online and just presents what it thinks would be most of interest to me, which is then cultivated by me going into different uh, links and stuff. And so I was spoon-fed news um, by choice. And then the virus hit and the anxiety and the frustration and the fear of the unknown and the, fr the, 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 the panic. And then the earthquakes started happening. And I was at a fever fucking pitch of losing my goddamn mind. And so I just stopped. I was like, you know what? This is not healthy anymore. This is not me educating myself. This is me deteriorating my health at this point. And so I have to stop. And I felt pretty good for a pretty long while. I mean, I have to do these shows. I don't have to. I get to. I choose to um, do these shows. And so I have to tune in a little bit to the news and, and you know, have an opinion on, on what's happening right now. But I don't inundate myself with it. And I'm feeling pretty good. 
And I go get my tattoo yesterday, and I come home, and I'm having a few glasses, and I'm feeling pretty good. And then the outside world gets me. My sister texts me. I hope your son isn't involved in any of the things going on. Oh my God, I hope everyone's safe. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I have no idea what you're freaking out about via text. And so I go to our local news outlet. And holy shit, all of Salt Lake City is rioting, burning, pillaging, uh, pill pillaging, pillaging, plundering. I don't know the difference between the two. Uh, but shit has hit the fucking officially hit the fan. And so I call my son. Where are you? Are you safe? Okay, good. I know everyone else in my family is safe, so I'm fine. Everyone else wants to tear their faces off and scream running down the street. Fine, as long as me and mine are okay, I'm good. And so I'm running through situations in my head because I am right next door to the space that is on fire. And so I'm like, okay, well, should I load my firearms and just have it ready just in case? Should I just let the madness happen and not get involved at all? Or is there something that I should be doing? Because this is a moment in time. And so I took a nap. <laughs> I didn't do shit. And I woke up and I looked at the news and then I went to bed. And I didn't do shit. And I feel good for it. But it did inspire some of this show. So we're going to get into that. Um, but yeah, I got my next tattoo from Cameron in my Star Wars series. Got the second Death Star. It looks fucking awesome. I took some footage and stuff. I'm going to put together a little video of it all, and, and that'll be nice and fun. Um, people in the chat, what's up? Dallas, how you doing, man? William, what's up, man? Zachary, thanks for joining us. Uh, uh, Clinton, good to see you. Kate, hi, hi. Ville, how you doing, man? Good to see you. Dennis, thanks for joining us live, man. Justin, time. You are just in time for the show. <laughs> um, Cameron, I'm about to see you in a minute. Yeah, Ogden was peaceful and cool, and Ogden is the place that should be on fire. <laughs> it's crazy. Sean, what's up, man? Thanks for joining us live. I appreciate it. Behemoth's rule. Yes, you do. Um, all right. So here's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be talking a lot about what's happening in the world right now. This is my perspective, a satanic perspective uh, of our modern world. Um, if you disagree, you have the right to disagree, and you have the right to voice your dissent in the chat. And that's fine. I don't mind at all. Um, if someone starts disagreeing with you in the chat, that's okay. Encourage it. Don't be a douche. Open dialogue is what we're looking for here, not douchebaggery. We've got enough of that in the world. We don't need to spread it here. Okay, so everyone be cool. Everyone be cool, this is a robbery! Any of you fucking pricks, move and I'll execute every last motherfucking one of you. Um, I don't know why I did that. I've been out in the sun all morning, all right? So I, because I have so much going on today, including this show and everything else, uh, I was working in the yard in the heat of the day in the sun, and I'm completely fried in my brain. I went and ran and got a haircut really quick, and I'm just like, ah, I've got smoking ribs with a bit of an issue with them, and so Shauna's dealing, my wife is dealing with that, and i am got to do this show, and so I'm a little bit frantic. i got all sorts of other things in my head. Um, in addition to everything fucking going crazy in our world right now, 
And it wouldn't be so bad if we had a leader with any, any ability to handle anything. But we don't. And so we're just sort of stuck with ourselves. And let's be honest. When I was a kid and I thought of adults or I looked at adults, I was like, they got it together. They know exactly what's going on in the world. And they are the reason why this world operates so well. I was a fucking kid. Give me a break. And then you grow up and you become an adult and you meet other adults and you realize no one knows anything. This entire thing just happens to fucking work because we believe that it should work. But nothing is actually keeping us in this weird society, except for maybe fear of being outside of it, fear of relying on yourself. So as Satanists, we may have a slightly different perspective, but as a society, it's glued together out of panic and fear about what will happen if it weren't. And we're seeing a little bit of that now. This is nothing new. We've seen this movie through and through. We've seen your birth, your life, your death. I don't know why I'm quoting everything. Um, we, this, this is just par for the course for human society. But we're in it right now. And while you're in it, you should at least acknowledge it and process it. Or at least attempt to process it. No matter where you land in that process. Um, understanding alternative viewpoints allows you to not only be a healthier human, but be able to exercise lesser magic more effectively. And that's primarily why I find it so interesting. But I also think that there is value personally in a society. And so I like to try to speak to the binding and the education of the citizenry of that society, the reasons why it's a society and the benefits for it being in a society and for continuing down that road, because there are many benefits. That's going to be sort of the backbone of the conversation, except for the space article. I just thought it was fascinating. And so I'm going to talk about it. So you're just going to have to deal with it. And no, I didn't talk about the launch and the landing and that's super fucking badass cool. Maybe next week, but not this week because there's other stuff going on. Okay, so let's dive into the devil's advocate and let's get into it, shall we? Let's talk about rioting. Oh, where's my riot image? There's my riot image. All right. Should a Satanist riot? I want to preface this entire conversation with do whatever you want to do. <laughs> I'm not telling you what you should do. And this is just a conversation based around my opinion on this situation. Um, but I firmly believe that there can be value in protesting but for the past 50 to 80 years, there haven't been any real benefit to protesting. Um, so the, my biggest issue with the idea of a protest um, is that inevitably they turn into riots. It's just because human nature is and we don't like. I mean, for example, um, this uh, last night I started getting messages on my phone from the state saying that there is a lockdown for Salt Lake City and there's curfew and that 
immediately triggered in my head saying, well, I, this, that's not my fucking country. I, there is no lockdown. This is martial law. And I started sort of spiraling out, right? Um, and that's a natural, I think, reaction to someone who feels independent and separate from the society, but still operates within it. Uh, I think that's a normal reaction to have. Just don't let sort of your mind take away with it. The biggest problem is that most people do let their minds run away with that notion, and then they strike back. And so when a peaceful protest turns violent, then the police come in and start reacting to that violence. Now, deterrence is not always proportionate, and so it just sort of escalates on either side, and it gets out of fucking hand. So where does the individual Satanist fall in line with a riot? Where do they fall in line with any peaceful protest? Because it's a group scenario, right? I mean, there have been numerous studies about the individual in a group setting and how you are swayed by the hive mind of the group. It is very rare that people will not go along with the group when in a group setting. It's just natural. It's, it's part of our DNA as humans. It's what's allowed us to survive. The problem is sometimes it means that you're going to be forcing yourself into a situation that if you had a moment of rational thought, you would never have found yourself in in the first place. And that's primarily why I avoid groups in general, but also political rallies and uh, protests, because you're no longer thinking about yourself. You're now part of a greater movement at large. And your, your opinions are skewed as soon as you're in that environment. It's just a normal thing that happens, and it's unfortunate, but it does happen. Um, and you start finding yourself thinking things or acting in ways that you would not have thought or acted in otherwise. Now, as I mentioned earlier, when someone tells me I cannot do something, I immediately overreact, and then I process it, and then adjust accordingly. In a group environment, there is no processing. You're reacting. It is pure fight or flight, and that's it. Your lizard brain is in just complete, absolute control of you. Um, and so there cannot be any satanic third side perspective in a protest or riot environment. It's impossible because the, to find a third side of an issue requires reflection thought. You don't get that in a protest environment. And so for me, I do not believe in protesting personally um, because it's not effective, one. It usually turns to violence, two. And then you're actually finding yourself in a situation more often than not that you were originally protesting against survival. Um, and the cause, the root cause of this particular um, demonstrations, protests that turned violent and turned into riots and turned into um, pillaging and looting, um, I understand 100%. Uh, men and women of color have disproportionately been targeted by the system of government that is in place to protect them from the beginning. Always has, always will. Um, white people, no matter of their European ancestry, have always had an air of superiority and will always 
have an air of superiority. And so in a position of power and in a herd environment, you're going to find individual police officers or government officials who would not normally act the way that they're acting or not act, stopping absurd things from happening, murderous things from happening, because they're in that herd environment. It's the hive mind. And yeah, that's why you also find the same um, uh, uh, disenfranchised representative people who are police officers, black, Latina, um, uh, Asian, etc., acting in the same exact way because they are in that institution. They are no longer an individual in that situation. They are acting out of training, right? So why would you voluntarily enter into a situation where there is no individual anymore as a Satanist? That's what got us <laughs> attacked uh, in the 80s. That's how the state acts against us and uses those actions as justification to subdue us as individuals. So I understand what caused it. I do not understand or I do not um, condone the reactions there. Now, okay, to be clear, yes, there are a lot of uh, violent protests, but not all of them. Definitely not all of them. And so, as Cameron was mentioning earlier, I mean, the truth is there are many peaceful protests, both north and south of Salt Lake City, in all of the major cities up and down the Wasatch Mountains that didn't have any incidents. Salt Lake City just happens to be a very politically charged place right now, uh, well, and has been for a number of years since I've been a kid. Uh, and so, it, you know, we have those sorts of reactions. Um, so I already mentioned the mob sways individual thoughts. So if, if I don't want to support those who are protesting ideas that I also champion, what are the ways that I could then contribute to that zeitgeist without being a part of that protest? Because I want to retain my sense of individualism. You guys are going to get tired of me saying this. Fucking vote. Police commissioners are either put in place by those you vote for or they are voted for to be put in place. They're the ones that control the tone, the climate of the police force. In my lifetime, I have witnessed a police force go from protect and serve and support a community to become a military insurgency. And it's not any one individual leader's fault. It's because that is the natural course of inaction. We had, especially in the 80s, when there's a super predator rhetoric that, again, racially charged, which was fucking total bullshit. Um, you had the drug uh, war on drugs before that that was disproportionately targeting uh, disenfranchised communities. I mean, this is a regular occurrence in America. It's nothing new. Um, but there are ways that you can stop it. And so I find a bit of irony that the people that are out there protesting and arguing and fighting uh, and, and looting and burning, destroying others' properties for this ideal that they dislike in order to somehow change that ideal are the same ones that don't actually turn out to fucking vote, which would then actually make that change possible. This last election that we had, 
that brought in the current president that's the biggest worthless piece of shit that has ever held that fucking office in the history of this country. Their inaction helped put him in place. And now they're raging about a society that's out of balance. They're raging about systemic problems that, again, they're systemic. So they've been there for a long time. But your inaction at the ballot box is the reason why it continues. And so instead of being like every other fucking idiot on social fucking media and posting your meme or changing your stupid fucking picture or, or uh, uh, going and banding together in groups and uh, turning into riots or, or looting extravaganzas and, and, and fighting and, and uh, struggling against the machine, you could actually be more productive by voting locally and extrapolating that out nationally. Get money out of politics. It could fucking happen if you just got off your fucking ass. But no, you got more important things to do. Except for every once in a while when you have to go show up in a park and beat on a fucking drum and shout out and wiggle your fucking hands in silence and do everything that's not going to actually affect the change that you're out there trying to fucking affect. It's really frustrating from an individual standpoint watching this happen. Because there are actual changes that could be made if you just got off your fucking asses and contributed to the system. But instead you don't. And you cause these fucking issues. Which didn't affect me! Um, I understand the rage and the desire for revenge. And I celebrate the emotion and the act of revenge in a responsible, law-abiding, ritualistic way as Satanism outlines. I do not celebrate the destruction of innocence property because you're angry. Guess what? Everyone's fucking angry. Watching every one of those videos over and over again, whether it's a little fucking kid in a park with a Nerf gun and a cop car driving up, jumping out, and killing the fucking kid. Right there. No talking. No examination. He jumps out and murders him. Or the many people that are pulled over and just murdered on the side of the street because they didn't act quick enough or somehow uh, uh, jump whatever fucking rope that the officer of the moment wanted them to jump. And I'm going to get into some more officer ideas later on because they're not all bad. But there is a systemic issue. But changing that is not going to happen, never has happened, and never will happen by burning your city dead to the fucking ground, you idiots. No matter what city you live in, it will not change it. It never has and it never will. Hong Kong is still fucking fighting. What, you think because you're an American, somehow your action is going to be different? And this is why I'm growing more and more hatred to the American population. Because they don't fucking understand. They don't fucking get it and they don't fucking care. What they actually could affect change, they won't do. Because they can't be bothered. And then when shit hits the fan, they get all fucking pissed off and throw bricks through windows. Grow up. So no, I don't think there's any place in any riot, any protest, 
any public display of distemper for a Satanist because you're no longer a Satanist at that point. You're a member of a herd. You're a hive mind. That's why I don't like the TST. They're a hive mind. Individuals can do whatever the fuck individuals want. Accept. I get it. But there's nothing satanic about burning or flipping cars. And it's frustrating because we have... Okay, I don't want to get into... We're going to get into that a little bit later. But anyway, the worst comes out in riots, always. Is that how you want to be defined? Is that why you went to the protest in the first place? To riot. And if it is, well, that's definitely not satanic. And that's just you being a douchebag. But if you went for a political reason to protest peacefully, I definitely understand that. I can definitely accept that. It's just, it's so rare nowadays for that to be effective. And it's not sexy. So the media is not going to cover it. So people aren't going to hear about it more times than not. You're hearing about it right now because it's a stark juxtaposition between the violence that a lot of places are experiencing. So that's my take. If you have a different one, I would be more than happy to hear it. Um, Zachary says they volunteered for the job. Don't get scared after the fact. Well, the problem... Okay, so I'm going to get into this a little bit later. But um, it's all about training. It's climate and training. Our police system has been militarized since the fucking 80s. And it's just gotten worse. And it will continue to get worse because of situations like these. Um, unless everyone in society is willing to have a full-blown revolution, and there could be an argument for that. Unless everyone's on board with that, it will never change. So the only way to change it is by fucking voting and participating in government. That's it. That's all you got to do. I know it's too much for people to ask to be, I don't know, a part of the society. They just want fucking handouts and they feel this sense of entitlement and... Yeah, I get it. It's human nature. But we're supposed to be better than the herd as Satanists. We're supposed to find a third side perspective, an uncomfortable third side perspective to these situations. Not just jump in the fray and certainly not fucking murder civilians on the street and not his fellow officers not st stopping him at all, not questioning it. Ugh. That video was rough. Okay. So that's where I stand with the uh, Satanists in rioting. Um, no, they should not. Period. Carte blanche. 100%. Every time. No. So, there you go. Uh, all right. Let's do the next segment, Infernal Informant. Okay, quickly, for those of you asking about national leadership, um, who, who would have the right voice? Wes, you brought up a good question about that. And then uh, Mark talking about the popular vote. I started this conversation by saying start locally and go out from there. You vote on your judges. 
You vote on your commissioners. You vote on your city councils. Those are the people. Your national leaders aren't going to change your local government. It's your local government that does it. Local government is easy to get into. I'm not suggesting any Satanist should do it because that can, be, that can go against you pretty quick. But you can support those who do have your values, um, or at least the majority of the values that you care about. So start locally. Don't look at national elections. Those do not affect your everyday life remotely. The ones that affect are the local elections, the ones that no one even cares about, ironically. Um, pop the collar. <laughs> it's hot, so I have to keep it unbuttoned. Uh, okay, unexplained phenomena keeps suggesting the universe isn't what we thought. I love science, and I love space, and I can't help but love it. Uh, and so I, I saw this article, and I thought, yeah, why not? Let's talk about this. Okay, so the byline of this is the laws of physics might not apply everywhere in our universe. Science, uh, this is from vice.com, actually, but it's got some published articles that it references. Scientists operate under the assumption that there are universal laws of physics that affect matter the same way everywhere, from our solar neighborhood to galaxies billions of light years away. While there are obviously variations in the density and distributions of matter across space, scientists assume that the universe is statistically homogenous at large scales of hundreds of millions of light years because the actual hard wiring of the universe is equally applied everywhere. So the notion of universal laws, known as the cosmological principle, has produced centuries of theories and had so far been borne out by astronomical observances. Uh, so we got a quote here from Robert Caldwell. The cosmological principle is, in more tangible terms, is the universe playing fair with us? He is a professor of physics and astronomy at Dartmouth College. In, uh, in On a Call, he says, are the laws of physics the same everywhere? Or is there a preferred location in the universe? Two teams of physicists published completely different observations of anomalies in the universe that hint at potential variations in fundamental laws and forces. Um, so past studies sketching out a directionality, conjuring up a possible model of the universe, uh, meaning you move out from a big bang and the universe expands. Um, uh, sorry, I just lost my place here. Uh, physical laws. Okay, so uh, past studies sketching out a directionality, conjuring up a possible model of a universe where physical laws shift in certain directions as if they're on mysterious cosmic gradient. New studies document phenomena at both local and extremely distant scales that are currently unexplained and that challenge our fundamental expectations. So uh, there are four known fundamental forces of nature, gravitation, electromagnetism, and the weak and strong nuclear interactions. The strength of the electromagnetic force is calculated with a value known as the fine structure constant. This constant is mathematically scaffolded to interchangeable values, such as the Planck constant and the speed of light. If the universe is truly isotropic, the fine structure is constant no matter where you are, like all constants, then it should never change. But over the past decade, scientists have measured this constant in distant pockets of the universe and found evidence that it actually may fluctuate. This puzzling trend reached a new milestone with the most distant direct measurements of the fine structure constant to date. From an ancient quasar galaxy 13 billion light years away, which are reported in a Science Advances study published in April. 
accomplishing this feat with a specialized spectrograph called the X-Shooter on a very large telescope, BLT in Chile. The instrument's acuity in the near-infrared part of our acuity, sorry, and the near-infrared part of the spectrum enabled Webb and his colleagues to peer at objects at higher red shifts, meaning that they're farther away in the distance. As light uh, is further away from us, it tints to red. Um, and they're also further back in time because light travels to you from that single distant point. And the further away it is, the dimmer it is because it hasn't yet reached you and the more red it is. Um, and that causes the light to redden. Stronger measurements came from the direction facing towards the Milky Way's galaxy's center, and weaker measurements were found in the opposite direction. This conjures up a model of dipole universe, which might have, uh, have something resembling a north and south pole. So these forces are stronger in certain areas than they are in others. The fascinating scientific situation is that there are all these strange effects, hints of uh, anis anistropy and directionality in the universe, and many of them do line up on the sky, said Webb. Perhaps there's some kind of relationship between these things that we don't yet fully understand, and it's interesting to note this alignment. And so what I love about these sort of findings is that scientists don't find them and come up with some law saying, okay, well, this is why. They just note the chaotic experiment, and then they try to hypothesize about what it could be. And their hypotheses can be completely wrong. So this article can be completely, absolutely wrong, and that's okay. But it's interesting, which is why I bring it to you. Okay, so whether this is just a set of cosmic coincidences or whether it's telling us something meaningful about fundamental physics and the origin and evolution of the universe really remains to be seen, Webb said. At the moment, we just chip away as best we can, making the best measurements that we can, and in particular, understanding the uncertainties the, in the measurements as best we can. So we're limited to our observational lifetimes, our position in the universe, the tools, that our, our own minds as a species. Like we have a lot of limits, and, and that speaks to the possibility that we will never understand all of these things. But when we do find new uh, uh, um, uh, activities, and it questions, it forces us to question the fundamental laws that we have always understood as truths, that's exciting. Uh, okay, another study published in April, this time in a journal of astronomy and astrophysics, also reported eerie anomalies in the X-ray light emitted by galaxy clusters. Physicists led by Konstantinos Migkas, a PhD researcher at the University of Bonn in Germany, developed a new technique to investigate the directional behavior of X-rays emitted by the hot gas surrounding galaxy clusters, according to the study. Migkas and his colleagues calculated the X-ray brightness of gas in galaxy clusters using two methods. One derived from the uh, estimated temperature of the gas, a value that is not affected by the universe's expansion, and another method that does account for the universe's expansion rate. Tantalizingly, the results from the two tests don't always match. Clusters in one specific direction were systematically fainter than expected, and clusters in another direction were systematically brighter than expected. These X-ray luminosities roughly match patterns identified by another team that has been hunting for potential cosmic uh, anistropies, which were published in Astronomy and Astrophysics in uh, 2019. The clusters do not appear brighter or fainter along the same 180-degree dipolar axis that was described earlier by Webb's team. Instead, the angle appears to be closer to 120 degrees. Both overlap and conflict with each other, both studies. In addition to clashing with other studies that suggest the model of the cosmic isotropy at large scales, 
the universe is an extremely complicated entity after all, and humans are constantly developing emerging technologies that reveal new layers of its bizarre intricacies. Okay, so why did I bring this article to you guys? Because it's fascinating. Because we think we understand the laws of reality, the laws of our universe. We think that these four forces are ever constant and always there, but they don't always interact with each other or with matter in ways that we expect them to. And that speaks to our ignorance. And some people, or our stupidity, um, some people find terror in the notion of, of being ignorant or stupid. And I find it fascinating and, and exciting because if we don't know anything and we can accept that, then we're more likely to imagine and be able to imagine possibilities. And it's that imagining of possibilities that allows you, allows your mind to creatively come up with alternative hypotheses that can then be tested against. And maybe they're all wrong, but that's what science is about. That's what the human spirit is about. That's what our expression on this planet since we were uh, gelatinous goo floating around in the <laughs> heated ocean. That's what progress is. And that's what I think as adults and certainly as Satanists, we should always latch on to. Yes, we are um, an atheistic religion, atheistic, but don't let the current understanding of science blind you to possibilities. And this speaks to greater magic. This speaks to influencing or interacting with others. This speaks to our own place in this cosmic universe and our intimate connection with it because we're made of the exact same stuff as the stars generate and that's a fucking amazing nice to me so keep your imagination active keep your speculating side open to new possibilities and when someone comes and tells you something that you think is just absolutely absurd have fun with it entertain the notion for a second before you dismiss it because yeah, maybe it's full of shit, but that doesn't mean it can't be fun. All right, let's do this next one really quick here. I like fun. <laughs> fun is good. All right, so this next one, Salt Lake is under curfew as a rally to protest the death of George Floyd turns violent. Governor Herbert activates National Guard. Uh, I have, uh, just so you guys know really quick, in relation to the last article and every article that I ever talk about, if you go to my website, I actually post links to every article. So you can dig in further if I speak about something that you find interesting. Of course, you could always do your own research as well. But just so you know, all of the bullet points of the show notes that I put together, I put online. So you guys can see exactly where I'm coming from. You know where I'm being influenced by. Uh, and you can formulate your own understanding based off of those jumping off points or you can ignore it <laughs> all right so this article a protest denouncing racism and deadly force by law enforcement turned violent saturday afternoon as protesters set two cars on fire and threw rocks at the windows of businesses and cars while police responded with rubber bullets and arrests salt lake city set a curfew of 8 p.m that will extend through 6 a.m monday at 5 11 p.m governor gary herbert activated the national guard Earlier in the day, hundreds peacefully marched from the Salt Lake City Police Department in the state capitol to protest the death of George Floyd, a black man who died earlier this week after a, a white Minneapolis police officer knelt on his neck for nearly nine minutes. I don't 
I understand why they would reference the black man because this is a systemic issue. I don't know why they mentioned the white police officer because it's been shown that all police officers engage in this because it's a systemic problem. It's racism is not exclusive to white people. I don't know if you guys know that. <laughs> so it kind of bugs me a little bit when, I mean, I understand you got to identify who the person is fine, but they don't. They said a white cop. They could have said the cop's name, which would have been specific. Instead, they want to paint a narrative. And I get everyone wants to paint a narrative, but it's not just white people murdering black men. It's black men. It's women. It's Latinos. It's Asian police officers. It is the institution of police officers that is murdering disproportionately minorities. Uh, Utah Against Police Brutality has organized the day's protest as a car caravan. However, the protest later spilled out onto the streets as more people arrived than could be contained in cars. The protest continued for the next 11 hours. At a 6.30 news conference, Utah officials condemned Floyd's death and supported the right of peaceful protest. Most of us agree what happened in Minneapolis was despicable, the governor said. But he added that what I've seen in the past few hours is that has gone from a peaceful protest to a criminal behavior. What is happening in our streets right now is not justice. Salt Lake City Police made a calculated decision today to allow protest, vandalism, and even the loss of police vehicle. The safe space we offered for today's protest is no longer safe for anyone. The curfew, which is citywide, requires people to stay off city streets and public places unless they meet one of the exceptions of, like, work going to and from work or, you know, you need to go to the grocery store or something. Violence has also erupted in major cities across the country after the video emerged of Floyd's detainment and death with protesters smashing the windows of businesses, burning police precincts, and blocking freeways. Police have responded with tear gas and blockades. And much more violent than that as well. Um, violent, uh, President Donald Trump responded to rioting elsewhere, and he's tweeted, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Brown said that won't happen in Salt Lake City. Looting is the theft, he said. You don't use lethal force to stop a theft. That will not occur here. Mendel called the president's tweet racist and intended to strike fear, Herbert said, our governor. I don't answer for what the president tweets, he says. Somebody has spray-painted Black Lives Matter and ACAB, A-C-A-B, on the front steps, which reportedly stands for all cap cops are bastards some of the protesters chanted cops and clan go hand in hand others took a knee i have a problem with this type of rhetoric because nothing in this world is black and white so why would systemic abuse and murder of ethnicities be a white and black issue as well it's not it really isn't not all cops are fucking bad not all police officers are in line with the Ku Klux Klan. In fact, that would be such an infinitesimally small minority if it is even real. So to project that idea, you are being as whitewashing eh, as the police officers are in their discrimination when they are showing discrimination. You're part of the fucking problem is my point. Situations like this are challenging. They require a scalpel. Not a can of spray paint on the side of a fucking road to send a message. Um, someone, uh, Black Lives Matter. Let's, let's talk about that really briefly. Nothing wrong with it. Take a knee. It's a peaceful protest. It's a real problem. 
that is happening right fucking now. So, ad- like, address it. Fine. But don't pretend like every officer is bad. There's a type of officer that is bad. There's a systemic problem in our police forces nationwide that need to be deprogrammed and dealt with. But that will not happen from activities like these. It will not. It has not. Since the fucking time has began in the United States, it has never solved that problem. Uh, some protesters chanted, cop- okay, so uh, it starts with action. Words are not enough anymore. Uh, one of the protesters said, we can post as much as we want online, but until they see people taking action and going out and bringing other people together and making a movement, then things are slow to change. Have they changed? Has it changed since Black Lives Matter started? Has it changed uh, from uh, uh, um, uh, Martin Luther's King time? Um, uh, civil rights in the 60s. No, th- those actions still happen. Black men and women are still murdered by the police. It happens. So these protests don't change it. You have to stop protesting and protest with your fucking vote locally. Get involved locally. That is how it's going to change. Become a community organizer. Actually, like, go and speak to your representatives. That will actually help things. But being a faceless number uh, in, a, in a mass protest has never changed anything. Um, Williams alluded to Martin Luther King Jr.'s famous quote, a riot is the language of the unheard. Yeah, well, it is, and it's natural, and it's normal, but it's not going to help. People are unheard all around the country, they say, referring to unrest across the country. So what is that telling you? It's telling you that there can be something wrong with the system, and we need to change it. Yes and yes. Some far-right extremist groups also showed up in the protest. The Proud Boys in yellow and black polos and at least one Boogaloo boy wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Both groups called, carried firearms, and at one point protesters circled around the Proud Boys and argued with them. They seemed to disperse once the police arrived. Red graffiti has been painted on the south pillars in red paint. One says Blue Lives Ma- uh, Murder. Another pillar was painted with Black Lives Matter. So... The biggest problem um, that people seem to misunderstand when they say, well, blue lives matter, is that there's not a systemic problem of cops being murdered. There's a systemic problem of minorities, primarily black men, being murdered. That is why Black Lives Matter is a movement. Yes, human life matters, if you decide it does. (laughs) Honestly, it's up to you. I don't personally care that much um but if you live in a society that purports to have equal rights doesn't but it purports it and you see that continually squashed then yes there's going to be frustration with that but when you have assholes on the other side saying well blue lives matter and all lives matter well you're intentionally mystifying or confusing the issue you're a part of the problem at that point because you're not actually hearing what they're talking about. You're just being a shit disturber. And yes, there's a lot of Satanists that do it. Fine. It's a human nature thing. Be a shit disturber. I don't care. But you cannot take that position and pretend 
that it actually communicates to the problem because it doesn't. It obscures the problem. Um, all right, so let's see what is going on. Right under your comment. Oh, I don't know what you guys are talking about with that. Some people are saying peaceful protests don't work, neither are riotous ones. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I totally agree with both of those sentiments. Um, 100%. Of course, opposing side also lacks nuance, so I'm not saying anyone is doing any better. Yeah, and that's the problem is that you can't have nuance in any type of organization. You just can't. Not in the police force, clearly, and not in public protests, clearly. Uh, undercover police officers have been caught on video smashing windows in minority neighborhoods. See, I, I can't speak to that because I haven't seen any of it. Um, what's up, Darren? Good to see you. As a species, Zachary says, we're getting closer to accepting that there are higher dimensions of reality than we thought in the 3D. Oh, that's to the, yeah, sorry. Uh, Clinton says, love is the law, love under will. I don't know about that, man. <laughs> I don't particularly agree with that. I'm not sure what that was in reference to. So out of context, I don't agree with it. Um, I was responding to Reverend's whitewashing joke, Mark, not the validity of your comment. We're good. Oh, okay. See, and this is what I love about having these conversations because you guys are in the chat still having, you know, it's not just me on a soapbox. You guys are also involved with it. And that's what I love about this. Um, and here's, here's the other side of it. Is it you know, you, Sean mentions he has a Blue Lives Matter relative. That's fine. They just clearly don't understand the issue. Like, they clearly don't. And so they're acting out of ignorance. And so you can either ignore it or you can educate them. And that, it's that simple. And some people will not want to be educated, and they're just stupid. And that's fine. You have to accept that, too, because the, not everyone is on equal grounds here. We have different understandings, different life experiences different desires of how societies should be or people should be. And that's all based on cultural, societal, regional, and individual experiences. So to think that anyone should have my perspective or I should have others' perspectives is foolish. But communicating them is important. And hearing them is integral. We have to hear them. Um... And most people are just in their little social media bubbles. And so they never even try. They never break out or they're never presented with the option of hearing it. So get out of your bubble, people. It's healthy. Uh, oh, nice. Okay. In that context. Nice. That's interesting. Huh. I never got that from Crowley. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. Um, okay. So let's uh, do this last one because we're coming up on our hour and I've got other things to do. So I hope you're okay with that creature feature. Okay, I understand what you're saying, Clinton, uh, about the book of the law. The problem with Crowley, in my personal opinion, is that um, he never seemed to, uh, in my understanding, he never seemed to fully 
understand what he was talking about. <laughs> his, his Everything that he did, he intentionally kept it obscure. And so these ideas that he purports and the quotes that people take out of context um, from his writings, they're never really enacted upon. Um, I mean, the book is a law itself. There's like a little blurb at the beginning, I think, that states, um, don't read this more than once. If you don't get it the first time, you're never going to get it. Or, you know, of course, I'm... I'm I'm so, uh, taking that out of con or uh, I can't speak, guys. I'm sorry. <sighs> um, I can't think of the word. I'm paraphrasing that. But uh, it's because he never wanted anyone to fully understand. He wanted to obscurify the system of magic with a CK to make it secretive and to have levels of access. That's what cult people do. And he is definitely a cult person and so that's why when someone ever quotes him to me i'm always like eh, well <laughs> i don't think so tim but that you know that's it um <laughs> nice nice cameron all right let's talk a little highland games okay there's there's enough stress in the world we have a pandemic we have natural disasters uh we have riots let's just have some fun let's all just take a deep breath exhale and realize that we do have a little bit of control over our own lives so why not take that control and put it toward wearing a kilt <laughs> the highland games are a great way to blow off steam and just have fun and for me being of scottish uh, predominantly scottish ancestry um i i champion it because it gives me an opportunity to have pride in my ancestry and and i like that and there's a lot of people who like live in Scotland and Ireland who, you know, they call us plastic patties or they call us uh, fake uh, uh, Scots. That's fine. I don't care. Um, I'm an American, but I'm going to celebrate my ancestry. And so, and especially if it's one, as I find, as interesting as uh, Scottish culture, which <laughs> maybe speaks to the blandness of my own. <laughs> if I think that's an, an incredibly interesting one. But the Highland Games is an exciting festival event. And I don't care if it's your own heritage or whether you go to a Mexican-American um, or uh, a Native people's celebration, especially in West Valley here where I live. There's a lot of really great ethnic festivals. And I celebrate all of that. Any expression that you can get, Islander people's, um, and you get exposed to it. Again, exposed to new ideas and more ideas, I think, is really important as a human. Um, and so I love to go and, and, and experience it as best as I can. This is one of them. So uh, the Highland Games, essentially, if you don't know, they're events held in spring and summer in Scotland and other countries with a large Scottish diaspora as a way of celebrating Scottish and Celtic culture, especially that of Scottish Highland Games. Uh, centered on competitions and piping and drumming and dancing and Scottish heavy athletics, the games also include entertainment and exhibits relating to other aspects of Scottish and Gaelic cultures. There's a strong clan identity that is really only as recent as like the 18th century, if we're being honest, um, uh, you know, where it actually means anything, um, that is celebrated and cultivated in the Highland Games. But you also have great food, you have great music. I'm a huge fan of the pipes uh, and drums. I just think there's something about it that just uh, like awakens me. And then you get punk and rock acts that fall heavily into this Celtic identity. 
and they are performing their music. And there's nothing better in the world than pipes, drums, and punk. Like, <laughs> it is the best. It is so great. And sitting in the shade, um, in your kilt, with your woman next to you, and just enjoying the slight breeze and listening to the music and what people watching. I'm a big, I love people watching. Uh, looking at the, the, you know, people's different pets or how they um, are addressing in uh, their Scottish attire or their Celtic attire or just generic medieval attire is in most cases. Um, is so much fun for me because it's, again, it's that total environment that you're going for as a human being, right? So Satanists understand this idea of total environments where we cultivate it primarily, uh, you know, it's, it's part of the, um, 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 uh, why, oh my gosh, <sighs> I can't think, I, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking here, um, pentagonal visionism, there it is, uh, where, uh, and it's the pillar on where everything else sort of rests, this idea that um, we need to uh, have total control of our small spaces so that we can express ourselves openly and honestly as Satanists. And you can't do that in public all the time, in some cases never, uh, regionally. And so that's why it's so important to be able to actually be who you are in your life, at least in one place. Well, part of the fun of being a human being, and certainly as a Satanist who understands this idea of total environments, is to extrapolate it out and celebrate other total environments. So whether it's a Renaissance festival or a Highland game or a Scottish festival, I love going to them and experiencing these little microcosms and no, it's not realistic and it's festivalized where, you know, people are just hawking their wares, but it's fun, you know, and I don't like people who go in a hundred percent because I find it annoying, but I do like the people who dip their toe in it and just go to have a good time. And when you run across one of those annoying people, just smile and nod and move on. You know, let them have their moment and you have yours. And it's, it's there's something about going and, 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 and witnessing belly dancing and then going and getting a turkey leg or, uh, you know, um, broccoli on a stick, you know, whatever it is, uh, or a meat pie, or get some haggis and go sit under a tree and listen to some music that really just... It, like not in a sexual way, but it turns me on. It it activates the inside of my, the core of my being in an energetic way that I don't get elsewhere. You know, you live in a corporate environment like I do and you need something to activate you from time to time. This does for me. And with this current goddamn pandemic, it has cut off every festival for the rest of the year, which is bullshit. But we can still do it ourselves. We can still get in our kilt whenever we want and we can still have these moments and listen to the music and, and play stupid fucking games and, and just take that external total environment and bring it in home and just have some fun with it. And I love it. So that's what I wanted to talk about. So live on CNN, local Satanist condone, condones anime conventions as total <laughs> Good on them. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever people love. That's great. You know, just have fun with it. Um, oh, yeah. Women women love their chimes. Like the, the sexiness of the belly dance without the shame of doing it. So, you know, you get a lot of the dress. Nice. The breeze. <laughs> 
Yeah, and in some cases, you know, Utah's not so much, but in some cases, you get a lot of beer and drinking and whiskeys and stuff, and that's always really great. Um, I don't know about the Highlander movie, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have. I've done 23andMe, actually, for the DNA ancestry test. <laughs> yeah, Kate, I dig it. Scottish ancestry for if it's not Scottish, it's crap. <laughs> I love um, in the so I married an axe murderer when <laughs> when Michael Myers' character goes and sees Michael Myers as the dad. It's so funny. It's the funniest thing ever. Um, yeah. So whatever your ancestry is, um, or whatever ancestry interests you, there are festivals out there celebrating them. So find out what it is and go experience it. And it's, it's just, it's, it's a way of, of celebrating a different culture, which I think is important, um, or just becoming aware of it. But also, it, never underestimate the value of pure fun. Silly, ridiculous, laugh-at-yourself fun. That, if you can tap into that, that can keep you young. That can keep you alive and that can fuel you and it's important so i'm going to be celebrating that today with my friend uh and uh i hope you guys can do something to take your mind off of the madness that our current world is um experiencing and remember whether it's what i'm saying or what anyone else is saying out there don't take it whole cloth educate yourself Look into things yourself. Research for yourself and come to your own conclusions. Don't just parrot talking points. It's really important that you understand things on an individual basis. It's going to take a little effort, but that's what life is all about. Okay? So thank you guys so much for jumping in the chat live. I know it's uh, afternoon on Sunday. Most people like to be lazy and do whatever they want to do. Um... I appreciate your time and attention. For those of you who get this through podcasts, um, give me a rating and a review. What the fuck, yo? <laughs> Have you not rated my show yet? Do it! I'm on Google, Apple, wherever you get podcasts. Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, wherever you get it, I'm there. Just search Reverend Campbell and give me a rating. Hopefully it's a good one. But if it's not, maybe not give me a rating. <laughs> maybe that's why I haven't gotten a lot of ratings. <laughs> because we were like, I'm just going to give you a bad one. You're not going to want it, so I'm not going to do it. I understand that. Uh, have a fantastic day, everyone. Don't take yourself too seriously. Don't take other people or situations too seriously. Just educate yourselves about them. If you want to learn more about Satanism or the Church of Satan, churchofsatan.com is the place to visit. There's tons of information and essays there. Do yourself a favor and read them. Uh, but you can also pick up a copy of the Standard Bible or Standard Scriptures. Read it, understand it, and reread it. They're full of valuable information. And that's it for today, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have a fantastic day. And until next week, hail Satan.